Today was oh. the conclusion of the weekend. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm exhausted, man. I don't know what you got up to, but I had a lot of fun. I did, too. Yeah. Surprisingly, because you always get nervous about doing a live broadcast and event. But uh, Friday, we did the show at Oscar Blues, had a good turnout. It was great, man. Um, stayed pretty late, both of us, watching yeah. uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Um, I was excited by it. The costume contest actually went well, because you never know. You said you were getting a little uneasy because one of the guys that showed up to the costume contest was dressed as one of the killer clowns themselves. Yeah. Which was pretty effing cool. <laughs> he was the dude that actually won. So, like, $500 cash, three yeah. pairs of c- tickets to the 101X concert series. All that was great. And, uh, yeah, clowns kind of, uh, they freak me I out a little it. bit. Everyone's got their phobias. And then Sunday, I hosted a Austin FC watch party back at Oscar Blues. So that was cool. But Saturday uh, is the only thing that wasn't cool. What happened? It started very cool, but it wasn't cool. What? Uh, I'll tell you more, okay? Because it bugs me, and it's still bugging me. And we'll get to that in just a little bit. Today is the greatest because it is National Girl Scout Founders Day. No, no, no. It's because it's National Caramel Apple. No, not Caramel. Uh, Today's National Doorbell Day. It's National Knock Knock Joke Day. It's National Magic Day. Why is today the greatest? Because it's Halloween. That's right, today's the greatest because it is Halloween, probably the best holiday in the history of Spooky. all holidays. If you're a kid, if you're an adult, if you if you grew up in the United States, you probably remember so much fun as a youth going door to door, trick-or-treating, dressing up in a costume. Even in school, you gotta usually dress up and get candy and have fun. Uh, one of my favorite memories is of course Halloween as a child and it is the best holiday ever yes. all hallows eve yes uh because you know what it's it's related with a lot of scary spooky stuff and i remember even growing up as a kid during the uh satanic panic and a lot of my friends didn't get to go trick or treating and do all oh, that fun man. stuff that my sucks. parents they didn't care Still got to go out and trick-or-treat. Still got to go out and have fun. And uh, to this day, I still decorate the yard. I still wear dumb costumes. I still... (laughs) uh, Yeah. Oh, man. I still do all that. And I, I think you should, too. Right? Yeah. Because it's it's Why the not? best. Now, maybe you're just not a fan of it, but come on. You got to like one thing about this candy, uh, debauchery, if you decide to get into it, uh, disguising yourself and pretending to be something else just for a little bit for fun. All the great things about Halloween. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, Halloween yeah, is the day all the ghouls, goblins, and creatures come out and about. Uh, it started a long time ago as a uh, tradition to actually ward off evil spirits because uh. Uh, tomorrow is the Day of the Dead. I don't know if that's when Dia de los Muertos starts, but tomorrow's the day that spirits and souls come out. So on All Hallows' Eve, the day before, you would dress up and go and scare the ghosts away. But it's also a magical yeah. time because it gets a little colder outside. You start to feel autumn. The summer heat in Texas is going away. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people associate this with fall, too. And people love fall, the, the changing of the leaves the and the, the, the weather. The fall. And, yes. Also, the harvest time. So usually when you would pull in your harvest for the year, have all your food for winter, and be done with all the hard work. 
great traditions, such yes. as carving pumpkins, uh, making them glow, making them nice. A lot of times in Texas, it's hard to do, especially in Austin, because your pumpkins, they'll tend to rot and go bad. I've yeah. always said to use Scotch Guard. I've never actually tried that, okay. but I think Scotch Guard makes sense. Uh, I've also sure. heard other things. I've like, never heard that, but uh, okay. I'm, I made it up. I oh. was like, because it sounds legit. <laughs> okay. You, you, you uh, carve look, a pumpkin, put a little Scotch Guard in it. Let me know. You say so, man. Look, decorating I, the yard is also another way to celebrate, right? Did you get any? Uh, did you get any stuff up this year, dude? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, good. I've got skulls. I've got yeah. candles. I've got uh, fake dead animals. I got to remember to turn my porch light off tonight. This candy only for me. Sorry, kids. Oh, yeah. Well, your house is going to get egged. But yeah, turn that porch light <laughs> off if you don't want to. Uh, well, that's our way of signaling. Look, no candy here. That's what you're supposed to do. But those those little buggers, they'll still try. It's all right. They will try to get candy. Uh, observance of Halloween actually goes all the way back to ancient pagan harvest festival. Again, this is the time when you do the harvest, marking the end of summer, the beginning of winter. It uh, overlapped with other holidays. And of course, when the uh, Romans and then later on when the Roman Empire was Christianized came through, they kind of uh, moved this to uh, go in in court in Coordinate, basically, uh, with the better-known All Hallows' Eve, uh, All Saints' Day on November 1st, so they kind of put it together. That was a big way that the Christians and Catholics... The Pope uh, converted the Christians was yeah. by just they saying, hey, you're, sort of would, uh, appropriate. you're pagan holiday. Yeah. Uh, no, Mixing they did it with that. ours. They did that with Beowulf, fun fact, to try to get those pagans uh, to believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Snuck in some Jesus stuff. Uh, it was really smart. In colonial America and, of course, in the Victorian era, Halloween traditions and celebrations were considered taboo due to religious beliefs. But later on in the uh, uh, 1800s and 1900s, Halloween once again had a repopularization. And now is the great holiday it is. So happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Make sure you celebrate safely. Look both ways before you cross the road. Uh, The news has told you to check your candy for fentanyl. So Mm. have a fun one and we'll have more fun Halloween stuff and maybe some spooky Halloween tunes coming up on the CJ Morgan Show. Swifties, we've officially done it. And now it's time for Emily's social cues. She's taking over your ears, the internet, and that's what we discuss on this part of the show in social cues. Most important part about radio is what? The internet! And Taylor Swift, she's dominating both. Yeah, I'm so proud of her. As a fellow Swifty, um, I would like to say, heck yeah, because Taylor Swift has officially made history as the first artist with the entire top 10 on the Billboard Hot 100. Basically, she has 10 songs in a row that are on the Billboard Hot 100. And she's beat out Drake. She's beat out the Beatles. Wow. She's beat out literally. She surpassed everybody. She's the new milestone to have to... The Beatles, are, the Beatles are dead, so... Well, yeah. Yeah, well, not all of them are dead, but the well, Beatles themselves. Ringo's around, but Paul McCartney was replaced a long time ago, <laughs> so like, we know that. Just yeah, like yeah, Avril, yeah. you know? Yeah, um, so, uh, like, she took over... So this over, is huge, though. This is a big deal. Originally, the person that was in the lead was Drake when he released Certified Lover Boy in 2021, and he had um, nine songs on the Billboard Top 100. Damn, that's still but, a lot, but yeah. Mm-hmm, and there's, so, what, usually 12 to 13? on a compact disc yes. record album, yes. as you might so say. So let me do a little little s- just 
quick spin off, spit off, spit. Di- I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm you so excited. I'm it. so excited about this. <laughs> uh, let me just read off all of the different uh, ten different songs that are on the Billboard Top 100. And have you listened to this album at all? Yes, uh, I've heard one. Are or you two. lying? No, I really did. Okay. You've Listen, heard one or two? Yeah, and I was like, eh, I don't like Jack Antonoff, but... Oh, that is such an interesting take. Uh, her, number one, Antihero. Number two, Lavender Haze. Then Maroon. Snow on the Beach, which is the one with Le- Lana Del Rey. Where um, you can't hear Lana Del Rey, but she's, she's there, I guess. harmonizing in the yeah. background. Midnight Rain, Bejeweled, Question, You're on Your Own Kid, Karma, and Vigilante Shh. Is that it's the one that sounds yeah. very Lord Billy Eilish? Yeah, that's the one that sounds like her that we reputation heard first. Okay, yeah. album. Yeah, like yeah. So, yeah, no, I mean that's that's insane. Anti yeah. Anti Hero has fifty nine point seven million streams, thirty two million in airplay audience, and has sold uh, thirteen thousand and five hundred units. I knew I should have dated Taylor Swift. Oh, did you have that opportunity at one point? Yeah, you didn't know that. No, you didn't. Are you that serious? Is such a lie. You didn't know about yeah. this? No, like, uh, no. I kid you. Uh, I'm lying. Yeah, yeah. I kid you. I, I, I literally. I, kid I literally you. kid you. I, I kid you. Couldn't I, think of a lie quick enough. No, nah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm. I'm. I've been only exclusively listening to this album. Yeah. Uh, the first time I listened to it, I'll be honest, it was illegally. I got a leaked version of it like uh, the day mm, before. Oof, but now you're making up for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, now you can't pay oh, for I, it. I knew I was going to make up yeah. for it. But like I, I, for me, somebody that wakes up early in the morning to do the morning show, I was not about to wait until midnight or 11 p.m. Go Central bed. Time so, for the new album to come out. So I was like, eh, just well, this. somebody sent me this. I didn't go looking for it. A Swifty like, friend of mine sent it over, <laughs> and I was like, well, I'll just get well, a little taste. I like that your piracy had like a practical reason. And it wasn't yes. just like F the, the I gotta go to bed. No, no, it was, it was like, like I, hey. I have a bedtime. Yeah. Okay, sorry, Taylor. <laughs> um, but I listened to it the first time and was like, okay, yeah, sure, this is good. And then I don't know what it is, but it's just one of those albums where I just continue singing songs, and I'm I'm not. I don't it's get things stuck like in my head. It's almost like they know how to write a rhythmic pop they formula. Yeah. And I'll Damn. just be walking around and I'll have one of the, the lines stuck in my head for a second. And so, I'm like, gosh, I have to listen to that song to get it out of my so head. So 10 songs on ten the Billboard songs. 100. Where do they rank? Like, what's the, just give me the numbers. What like, is it number one, number two? Like, what is there a ranking or like, how does it work? No, like number one on the Billboard Hot 100 through number 10. Uh, all our songs? Yes. Yeah. That's insane. I thought you just meant 10 of them were in the top 100, no, not 10 in a row. No, in a row. Yeah, 10 in That's a row. Nuts. Yes. <laughs> she's she's <laughs> taking over. more exciting. The top 10 uh, Billboard Hot 100 slots. And we'll see how long this stays. Sure. I, I've been telling everybody this, all of my friends, because this is really important to me. <laughs> she has been teasing that there is going to be a tour. Now, Such a tease. Tay-Tay teasing me, always. She needs to do a tour. As a Swifty, I have grown up with Taylor Swift my entire life, ever since I was a child. I've listened to every single album. I own every single album. I own multiple records of them and everything else in between, and I have never seen her live. 
So I know these tickets are going to be so hard to come by, uh, but I'm recruiting every single one of my friends. It. You're going to get it, including you two. So okay. whenever the ticket sales drop, we'll I'm going to have Ticketmaster for hours, yes. and I'm going to I'm going to recruit you two to help, to help sit down on the computer <laughs> and help me. Just I just need one. Man. I will go alone. I will cry alone to this Taylor Swift get, concert. Uh, maybe okay? Brian from the uh, IT department could just build a bot or we'll something. We'll have like yes. a land yes. party. Tickets for yes. us. Can you guys? It, like throw me a land party, Build a Taylor a Swift <laughs> album um, tour party. How much of the loot should your kids be gobbling? <laughs> it's the parent pickup with Matt Bearden, and I'm guessing you're talking about that sweet, delicious candy. Mm, yum, yum, oh. yum, yum, put it in my mouth. Fun size, full size. Mm. Give it to me. Mm. I love candy. And one of the best things about Halloween when you are a kid, I can remember this very clearly from my own childhood. You don't have a lot of power as a child. You don't get to make the choices in where the family is headed in an evening. You don't have a whole lot of access to money. And you certainly don't have access to a car or a driver's license or freedom of movement, right? So one of the greatest things about Halloween was the ability to go around your neighborhood and collect, for you, capital goods. Treasure. Mm. Treasure. Treasure. Absolutely. Pure. And what matters more to you as a child than candy Absolutely nothing. So I was looking into it. Um, real quickly, guys, how did you handle your candy? Did you gobble it right away? Uh, did you space it out over time? Uh, are you like my son who um, literally is well, yesterday was dumping last year's candy out of his bag because <laughs> he just forgot about it? We would usually, uh, typically we'd go to my grandma's neighborhood because it was more elderly people Uh, and a lot of kids and grandkids, so it was... And and they seem more like witches. Yes, but it was also more of a traditional neighborhood, not even traditional, but very designed neighborhood because it was an old Air Force base. Right, so it was more kind of family friendly. Yes, you go house to house. You didn't have to always have the parent escort. There was nowhere you could really wander off to or no one dangerous and spooky. And of course, all the retired people would set up their garages, so it was fun. But we would collect all the candy and take it home and dump it out and go through our inventory, my sister and I, sort the good stuff from the bad stuff, and eat a few that night, but mainly getting home was just looking my Dump, pile. Sort, yeah, and kind of similar for you? Uh, if I can recall, yeah. Yeah? <laughs> Very similar. Uh, uh, like, I just couldn't imagine after just hanging out all night, like chowing down, and then my parents are always like, you gotta go to bed. You can squirrel. have a few, but yeah, seeing yeah. the loot was the main thing. Experts yeah. say that your kids should eat all of their candy tonight when Ooh. they get home. Okay, why? Well, a couple of reasons. One, dentists say, look, uh, the more exposure you have to these candies that sticks your teeth and stuff like that, the more damage they can so possibly long-term do. So long-term eating some every day. Eating some over, every day actually exposes you to more possibility for damage, right? Huh. They also say there's a kind of a spectrum for the candy itself. Uh, candy that sticks to your teeth and gives you longer exposure Ugh. to those sugars. Gives Tussie you- rolls. Ugh. You're Go hitting. On. Sorry. So it turns out <laughs> that they're like, hey, chocolate. If you're going to talk about candy, chocolate's great for the kids. So things like Three Musketeers, Hershey bars, even those delicious mm-hmm, Reese's peanut butter cups. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say, hey, pretty good. It's the stuff that kids are really into now. Sour Patch Kids, Sour Straws, Oof. Jolly Ranchers, Sour This, Sour That. That sticks in the crock of your, the crock, the crawl the of your teeth. The teeth and, bits. 
and it can actually do a lot more damage. But they're Especially also saying if you're not flossing as a kid. They say, who hey, wants to do that? Also, if your kid eats it all and then feels kind of sick, but like <laughs> smoking like, the pack of cigarettes. Exactly. They're saying, hey, you're giving an association to your children that overconsuming makes you feel bad. Hmm. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I did that Friday night, and I didn't eat any candy again until last night. <laughs> Way to go for yeah, that 48 dude. hours. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I found this. So, I, you know, I'm, my kids, what's funny about my kids is I let them just measure out their own candy. I mean, I, this is nice to know. I'm going to let them do whatever they want to. I turned to a friend who was over yesterday, and I said, what did you do with your candy? Did you have it all at one time, or did you spread it out? And she said, oh, um, we never went trick-or-treating. Aww. And I was what? like, what? She's like, my parents thought that it was a celebration of the devil. devil? Oh, no. And I was like, I knew that existed, but I thought yeah. it was like the 50s right. and the 60s or the 70s. Was this our friend from San Angelo? No. No. Oh. No. Huh. And I was kind of stunned because I was like, this is a person who's 40 years old. It's, they're not from... I don't know, the way back times, really. And I was like, I was kind of <laughs> stunned that yeah, somebody who went to high school in the 90s, Damn. their parents were like, no, you cannot trick-or-treat. And so she said, I've never been trick-or-treating. She's coming over tonight because she has a youngster who's going to be there his first year of trick-or-treating, and it's going to be her first time to trick-or-treat. Oh, and I was like, oh, you've got to dive in. You've yeah. got to dive in. Get those peanut butter cups all you can. That's so good that sneaking in the middle of the night. That's right. Making your drive home a little weirder. C.J. Morgan on 101X. It's not a trick. It's actually a treat. And dare I say, it's better than any candy you're getting tonight. You look fat as I'm getting very concerned with the integrity of our organization here. C.J. You have gained, I mean, 50 pounds of fat. The man is carrying around trash bags filled with Mexican foods. CJ is fat! That's right, on All Hallows Eve, Halloween itself, dare I say there is something bigger and better going on than trick-or-treating. What? Sonic Drive-In is offering 50-cent corn dogs on Halloween! Yeah, baby! So before you go fill up with candy, get that delicious fried mm. foam with a dog in the center on a stick because they're only 50 cents all day long. All you got to do is stop by participating Sonic drive-ins, and yeah, it is a frightfully good deal. <laughs> <laughs> the whole gang of yes. monsters can fill their bowels. I'm excited, man. I'm going right after work, and I'm getting, I don't know, a dozen? Well, here's, <laughs> the, some for breakfast, here's but- the thing, Spencer. Yes, oh. you can get them for only 50 cents, but the thing that I worry about you is, there's no limit! Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was you worried. can get... You freaked me out, man. As many corn dogs <laughs> as you want. Only 50 cents, no limit at all while supplies last. I guess now, I should say that. Let's focus and think about other people now, listener, and, and you and me. Maybe oh, yeah, keep we're it stuck to, here. Get us some corn dogs. Well, I mean, maybe keep it to a dozen so that it doesn't sell out like immediately and some other people can partake. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, don't be a jerk. I know it's America. You're free to do uh, buy four million corn dogs, but come on. Dude, we just each got a $50 gift card for winning the costume contest at yeah, work. Let's dirty. go turn that into 500, 1,000 corn dogs. <laughs> hey. I didn't do the math right, but hey, point being, there's a lot. And uh, if you're you know thinking, I love CJ and Spencer, I enjoy listening to their show, but I know they're stuck in the studio and they're hungry. 
you can give us some corn dogs. Also, uh, yeah. additional savings if you order online or via the app. You can get half price drinks and slushies as well. Oh. Sonic corn dogs are legit. I'm going to go out yeah. and say that. Sonic to- really hooking it up today, man. Because not only is it the regular happy hour, like what starts at four. This is a fourth of the price. Yeah. They're usually $1.99. How are they going to make any money? They don't need to because uh, it's, <laughs> it's the, the spirit of Halloween. It's the end of the fiscal year for Sonic. And so they <laughs> yeah. have to sell everything they haven't. And- <laughs> they always have extra corn dogs. I made all that up. But yeah, sure. so uh, any uh, participating location, only 50 cent corn dogs. And look at that. There's a Sonic really close to the radio station. Oh, so you're Not saying hitting I, or saying. Saying I should go get some. But I'm just saying. Come on. So there you go. 50 Come cent uh, Sonic corn dogs until Sonic closes tonight. So if you don't get enough candy, don't worry, kiddos. Make your mam and pap drive your ass to Sonic yes. and get those delicious mm. 50 cent corn dogs. How to plan a trip with your best Best friends. It's Emily Explains It All, and you and I being two different personalities when it comes to planning a group trip with friends, I think we have very different things, so I'm uh, interested to know, Emily, as a bit of a type A, how do you plan a trip with your friends? Well, thank you for asking, CJ. There are a lot of different components that goes into planning a trip with your friends. Um, me, being the annoying one that has a lot of control issues and always has to be the one that you know comes with these ideas mm-hmm. and actually puts it into... F- you know, I'm the best one to help plan <laughs> the trips like this. Yeah. Um, you, make ex- <laughs> you make Excel sheets and have dinners to plan your plans. I do have dinners to plan our plans, <laughs> and I have group chats and Excel sheets and a Google Drive folder. Thank you. Basically, you give the Google Drive out to other people, right? So they can update their schedules. Oh my God. Yes, of course. Of course. And to fill in what they're packing. (laughs) Um, Basically, this kind of all came up to be an idea because uh, coming up, I'm going on a camping trip with some of my friends. This is the second time that I've initiated a big camping trip before. I did it back in May for my birthday. And it gave me Got COVID. COVID uh, <laughs> so, in the middle of the heat, and yep. you floated a dry river. Correct. So um, <laughs> none of those factors I planned for. So this time around, I'm planning every single little aspect Perfect. of it. Perfect. You learned from last time. That's excellent. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I've also, I've also planned trips out of state with friends before, too. I go to a lot of anime conventions that are out of state. So we've gone to Florida before. I've gone to Washington, D.C. with them. Things like that. And I guess the number one most important rule on how to plan a trip with your friends is you need somebody there to make the group chat. That's the beginning of it. Okay. If there's no group chat, you don't want to be the person that uh, just goes around having to talk to every single person individually. I don't want to do that. If you don't read my messages in the group chat, that's your problem. <laughs> I know that's mean, but that's your problem, well, right? What if one of your friends has an Android and ruins the group chat? <clears throat> Spencer. Spencer. How, was there, how Spencer. am I ruining the group chat? Because it's green. Because it's green. Because we can't like things and yeah. have iPhone abilities. Y'all can't abilities. like multiple colors. You only stick to and one. Every, time, this works. every time someone replies, it goes, Emily replied to blah, 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 blah. And yep. it just adds too much text. And then if you send videos or links, it doesn't show up properly. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> sounds like mm-hmm. Apple ruining stuff to me. Mm-hmm. It sounds like uh, you better get with the program, Kami. Like yep. So that's the first thing that you have to do. Um, second is accommodations. I... Very important. I made a mistake recently. So I told you that I went to Denton for Halloween weekend, right? Yeah. (laughs) 
Well, let's just say the place that I uh, got for me and my friend, the photos look nothing like the actual place, oh, just like no. every man's Tinder profile. Mm, was this an Airbnb? or It like was a- not. It was a hotel. And uh, it was still $100, and it looked exactly like a jail cell. But ew. when I first paid for it online, I took control, and I was like, hey, I know you're busy. This one doesn't have too many bad reviews. It looks cheap, but not too cheap. Let's get it. Plus, Denton Halloween weekend, yeah. home football game, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do believe. It's gonna. It's a busy weekend as is. Sure. And then I showed up there, and I had to profusely apologize Ooh. for how bad it was. That's and embarrassing. It was, it's got to be it was really bad Incredibly then. embarrassing. Wow. So I'm never going to do that again. So when it comes to accommodations, same person that makes the group chat should also look into the accommodations sure. and should send that to every single person. Yeah, I've been, been there, done that. Like We yeah. use Excel sheets now just because we've had a few times. And it's always at beach trips that we get burned oh, with gross. Yeah. stinky places or AC not working. Or stuff with bed bugs. <laughs> uh, Emily's explaining it all, how to plan a trip with your friends and how I do it differently when we return. It's Emily Explains It All. Today she's explaining how to plan a trip with friends. Now, you are very proactive in setting things up. Sure. I'm more what I would call reactive. So... I don't plan the meals. I don't do this. I do like to, say if I'm camping, I like to get there early. I usually take the day off work the week or the day before Mm -hmm. so I can get a good plot so I know where everyone's tents are going to go and I can build a big fire. But other than that, like I don't do meal prep. I don't do activity prep. No, you I, I don't do, do any of that. I let my thing is I'm gonna I'm gonna set up the area. I'm gonna make the fire and then I'm done. Yeah. If y'all want to eat, y'all eat. I'm gonna be tripping. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm gonna do my own thing. But where I do come in handy, where having a CJ is uh, usually in my vehicle and with my camping gear. I have proper first aid kits. I have oh, MREs. All I the have time. axes. <laughs> I have ammo. Yeah. I have uh, I have rope. I have all the. Kind of where I have extra water. I have uh, water straws with filters in case you need to drink bad water. I have emergency fire preparation. Like, I have all uh-huh. that stuff to where if something goes bad or someone's, even if someone's like, oh, dang it, I need a I need a flathead screwdriver. Does anyone have one? Well, I have a utility screwdriver. Like, yeah. I, have a, I have a mini generator. I have a pump. So I have all the- The tools. All the tools if something goes wrong that we probably won't need, but I just try to keep all that. I have a fire extinguisher, believe it or not. Good. Mm-hmm. That I that I keep. I feel with like me. that's the most useful thing you in particular need to own. <laughs> Correct, Spencer. <laughs> You're a pyro. Spencer's watched me set my yard on fire and get haunted. <laughs> so so yeah, that's you more need that. that's more my prep is if stuff goes wrong. And also because usually if I go camping, I do occasion not anymore. I'm a little older, but I would like to do hallucinogenics. So part of that is me knowing everything's organized. Yeah. And in a place where I'm like, I need a band aid now. I need a flashlight now. I whatever I need now, yeah. I know exactly where it is and how to get to it when I'm blown out of my mind. You though, you prep everything. See, I'm I'm so lazy at prepping beforehand that I like I like to make sure I have the backup plan ready because plan A never goes right for me. So I'm I'm a plan B planner. You're say, not. No, I'm 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 not. And you get very nervous when things happen and there's activities, you get very nervous about it. And that's the last thing I want to do. I want everything planned from the beginning so when I get there, I could just put my feet up and be and if somebody comes and asks me a question like 
Emily, what time are we doing this? Oh, Emily, when are we eating this? I'm like, uh, uh, uh-uh, don't talk to me. I'm sipping my margarita on the beach. Go look at the schedule. Yeah, I made it for itinerary. a reason. Yes. Go yeah, pull I like, I like go pull it. up the Google Doc. Yeah, but speaking <laughs> of like hallucinogenics and, and uh, alcohol and things like that, that is another thing that I like to be very picky about. So when I'm planning a trip with my friends, I like to have equal parts drunks and equal parts stoners. I know that's a very weird particular thing to talk Mm. about. Not something that you would think about because you need people to babysit one another. Yeah. But you also don't want to have that one friend that doesn't want to do anything. And that's okay. It's totally okay to not want to do either side. But if, if they get weird and crappy about it, it can kind of yeah, throw off everyone else's vibe. Exactly. Of, yeah, and you don't want, you know, everybody to feel bad. And, and so you need everybody to either be on the same page or on a 50-50. 50% people who aren't going to drink and the okay. other 50 are people that are going to go wild okay. so that they can have people around them to take care of them and yeah, to go party. It's not, it's not fun when someone no. when no. gets themselves into a dangerous situation. And if situation, you're going on a cruise, that's, that's a big thing where if you're planning a cruise with some friends, half of the cruise time is drinking, the other half is relaxing, and there are people that only do one or the other. And it sucks to have to be the person that doesn't do the things that they want to do. Um, like, I don't know. I would love to go watch a wet t-shirt contest, but oh, I know a majority of my friends would be like, oh, that's very sexist. And I'd be like, yeah, it really definitely is. But, but like... It's still cool. A couple of drinks <laughs> in, it's still kind of cool. I yeah. like looking at it's boobs. So, <laughs> so. Tell me all. Yeah, amen. <laughs> yeah. That's why you fit right in here in the I, show. <laughs> I know, exactly. So, yeah, I think that's important, too, is just to have the people that you invite on the trip are as important as the trip itself. Yeah, I was going to ask you what is the most important aspect because I've been on trips before where there is that, mm-hmm. there's either the like too goody annoying person that yeah. you don't want to be intoxicated around because they're very, they bug you, they're weird, they're annoying. Mm-hmm. But then, and they judge you. The person on the opposite spectrum where you have to, I'm going to go wander off into the woods, like, no, you're dude, like, don't. No, you're going to die. It's already, yeah. it's already 1 a.m. and, and there are park rangers. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, that, so that can be hard to do when you're, I think, a little too far drunk. More yeah. So, but yeah. So, so there, you just, I was going to ask what the most important yeah. part is of planning a trip, and you said it right. It's, it's the planning people. the people because planning, yeah. no matter where you go on vacation, whether it be out in the middle of the woods, nowhere in a town in Texas, like I'm about to do, or, you know, all the way in Hawaii or Switzerland <laughs> or Sweden or somewhere. It doesn't matter. If you have a good group of people, it'll become a vacation just naturally. So there you go. Some wholesome way to round it out and to tell you, go get drunk if you want to. Or don't. (laughs) It's been Emily Explains It All on The Perfect Trip with Friends. Scary video games based off movies and pop culture that you might have forgot about. And now it's time for the Nerd Report. I just wanted to say that... I'm a nerd. It's the Nerd Report, and I guess this is the conclusion of a three-parter. We've had the scariest television shows, the scariest movies, and now a list of uh, horror and fear-based video games from back in the day that you probably don't even remember that existed. All these old school? Old school. Nice. Like like, uh, 8-bit, 16-bit games from the Nintendo. That's that's what I'm staring at right now. Okay, cool, cool. This Beetlejuice, which is clearly... Uh, an old game released in the early 90s based on mainly the animated series, which I don't even remember, um, but it was, a, a, I guess, a popular video game for its time. Look at how old this one is. 
1983 Atari Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <gasps> Whoa. So basic, There's but no so doesn't great. look scary at There's all. There's no way that was fun. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, I had it in television and, and Atari, and I would play those in the day. Uh, number 13, Jaws Unleashed for the NES. What? Uh, they had Bram Stoker's Dracula, yeah. uh, which came out in 1992. It was uh, a Sega game, and it was very impressive with its visuals of the time and the yeah. way they were able to pull it off. But the, the movie and the game itself didn't stand out, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, there was a Friday the 13th computer game. Of course. <laughs> also very, uh, very cheesy and very simple yeah, looking. It yeah. looks, all the colors look a little too bright. And the screen is so small. Like the black space in the screen and the yeah. like choosing your weapons and health bar takes up more than the actual game itself. <laughs> Look, this is their early days. People were still learning what would be good for industry standards. Yeah, also, they couldn't produce a lot of colors, I don't think, back then either. So there was a Chucky, Couldn't get it too spooky. There was a Chucky Slash and Dash game. Don't remember <laughs> that. They did a Rocky Horror interactive video game back in 1985. Oh, that sounds fun. For what was called the Commodore 64. And look at this, it doesn't actually look that bad. No, there's Brad. I it, see Brad in yeah, the corner, right? It, it looks like it's partial video game and partial like uh, clips, not from the movie, but actual mm-hmm. actor clips and stuff like huh. that. That's cool. Scream 4 did a video game that looks very much like uh, Final Fantasy, uh-huh. a little bit with the hit points and all that stuff. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, there was a Psycho game that came out in 1988 on Atari and Commodore 64. Uh, we have a Ghostbusters. I do remember the Ghostbusters coming out on NES because a friend had it. That was actually kind of There's fun. There's a Ghostbusters out right now, FYI, and it's a multiplayer game. I think we all team up, and you're supposed to hunt ghosts. And stuff. So it's online. I haven't read much. I just I completely forgot. Anyway, FYI. Uh, to um, promote the 2007 Rob Zombie reboot, they came out with a Halloween Michael Myers <laughs> Rampage. And the screenshots from this game look very much like, um, I guess... It's like a Walking Dead sort of point-and-shoot Yeah, yeah, a little Hmm. uh, cornier version of maybe uh, Silent Hill or or something like that. Uh, Evil Dead actually had a video game. Yeah, yeah. Um, It came out, uh, let's see, when 1984 was the first one. Wow, They tried to release one later on, but there was complicated issues because of... uh, uh, Mortal Kombat 11 or something taking over <laughs> or or the developers doing that. Oh, I remember yeah, this yeah. one too. The Adams Family actually had a video game. Okay. I think that was on uh, NES uh, around the same time as the movies. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein That's also right. came out after the, uh, the success of Bram Stoker's Dracula. It absolutely took off. Frankenstein became a good thing, a uh, big thing, and then they released this on uh, the Super Nintendo system. Um, the one that most people forget about that was actually kind of sort of fun because it was one of those games that are part you play it and part like cutaways to like kind of scenes with actors in the oh, actual yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Keep Her <laughs> Awake, where you try to keep them awake. Damn, I've yeah. never played any of these games. Uh, me neither. I guess that's why they're some of the best horror ones games, you forgot about. I would play games that were spooky, but that were like inspired by this, though. There's one, I forget what it's called now, but he looks like Jason, and he runs around and platforms over stuff. Like, it's like, but it looks like Jason Voorhees is what I mean. Though, ones from, where it's really good developers <laughs> and companies, but obviously they don't have the rights right, to the movie. Right, they don't have the, uh, yeah. Yeah. just never teamed <laughs> up. Exactly. ADD Radio. CJ Morgan on. Wait.
So I have a friend who he he likes to drive around and just kind of go anywhere in life. Must be nice. I know. Yeah. Must be nice to work from home and just be spontaneous and young or young and fun or whatever. It's not like I'm jealous or anything mm-hmm. and it's not like I'm, you know, trapped here with like a microphone and in Austin, Texas. Day. Ten hours yeah. a day and I like can never leave or anything. <laughs> no, it's not like that at all. But he uh, just recently is about to leave for his next adventure around the United States. I think he's technically based in Washington, but he's come to visit a few times to hang out with us and all of our friends. And uh, before he was leaving, I said, hey, where are you going to go next? And he goes, uh, I'm not really sure. And I was like, oh, what okay, do you mean? But and, you're packing and leaving. Yeah, but you're packing. And he has this truck. Oh, my gosh. He he gave me a little tour of his truck, and he is so what? well prepared. Wait, like an RV? or No, like it's like a truck, truck, like an actual truck truck that he drives around. Oh. And he Does has, he sleep in it? Like, yeah, he sleeps in tight. it. He built a little like thing in the back to sleep in in the trunk. Um, and then he, he has one of those satellites that you can just like throw out in the middle of nowhere and it works in the middle of absolutely nowhere to get you internet he's a lawyer too so he just virtually does lawyer stuff and drives around and like like hikes and the traveling lawyer yeah so anyways uh i i was trying to get him he was like i have no idea where i'm gonna go next and and at first we were we were playing with the idea of just kind of writing a bunch of random directions and giving them to him just to see where it would take him. Okay. Um, but then I like to use the power. He has power. to pull it out of a fishbowl whenever he's at one destination, yeah. then do the next. We, we also talked That's about fun. like getting a deck of cards, and if it was like a yellow, like a red deck of cards or a red uh, card, he would have to go left. If it was east a, west, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. um, that's kind of the point. He wants to try to end up eventually in Arizona, um, but I would like to use my specific radio powers. To try to figure out where we should send Ethan. Yeah, choose your own adventure for Emily's yep. friend. Where should he go? Yep. Where know, in the world is Ethan? I know what I would love to do <laughs> if I was in his situation is I would try to, um, I would head north through Texas to Wyoming. Okay. Then cut over towards Utah Make my way up to Vancouver mm. if he didn't get in a little bit of trouble and has his passport should be fine. And then he, he yes, he's and then okay. From Vancouver, I would travel all the way down the west coast to like yeah. L.A. It's and beautiful. Then from L.A., cut over to Vegas and then make my way to Arizona that way because that to me seems like a beautiful road trip. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's early enough to where getting through the Rocky Mountains isn't going like, to be too dangerous. You yeah. just drive through the beautiful like Wyoming's really nice. You get to drive through. I mean, you're literally uh, going through the, the Rockies and yeah. the, the freaking Utah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. The Salt Lakes and the, uh, the 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 structures that have I don't know all the rock structures that have sort of Up formed through out the there. forests and, of Washington sure. and yeah, Canada. Yeah, all those crazy mountains. Oh man. I I know it's it's I'm amazing. Jealous. But you got to leave now if you're going to head through Wyoming in the Rocky Mountains. We all remember what happened. Snow? We remember what happened to the Donner Party, right? Oh yeah, they ate a lot of. They ate each good other. Stuff. They got mm. stranded in. Uh, what? You know, you never heard about the infamous Donner long, Party? No. A, You've seen the movie The ago. Shining, right? Yeah. Like that pass is based on where the Donner Party like got stranded. So, uh, back in the day, a lot of people. You've heard of the video game Oregon Trail? Yes. Very similar. Yes. You would start in St. Louis, and a lot of people were moving out west to you know manifest yeah. destiny. Everyone was trying to head to the West Coast where there was gold and other things to be mined and make mm-hmm. a new living. But the Donner Party left later. There's a certain season, a time when you need to leave to where you get through the Rocky Mountains before the snow hits. Well, they were delayed. Something happened on the way they got delayed. And then a winter 
basically came in early. They got stranded in this certain pass. I think they took a long, wrong turn. Uh, the family got stranded. Yeah. They ended up having, like, most of them died, and they ended up having to eat their uh, oh, yeah. family <gasps> to survive. There's actually a really good documentary on it called Cannibal the Musical. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's like by the doc- South Park guys. It's oh. like the first, I think, film they made. I love They're it. just out of film school, and so they met each other. So you want me to send my friend there? You want no. <laughs> He needs to leave sooner than later. Oh, okay. If you're going to head through the Rocky Mountains, because even driving, it is it can be treacherous. It can be pretty bad. Okay, but there you go. Yeah, tell them to recap the Oregon Trail. Drive to St. Louis. Recap the uh, the The old Oregon Oregon Trail Trail journey. Yeah, play it. Play it with all of the what is it? The what do they get on the Oregon Trail when they get sick? You can cock your wagon and float it. Dysentery or cholera. Yeah, Yeah, he has to have all those things. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, should they hit you up on your? Yeah, I mean you, you can you can hit me up on on a Twitter at Earth Earth Toast Earth Toast. I know doesn't make any sense, but that's mm. just how I am. Sounds delicious. Um, but no, <laughs> I, I really want to send I really want to send Ethan somewhere. And also being just the kind of friend that's that likes to watch my friends like a hawk. I'm like I want to know where you're going. I need to I, I need to, to find my friends. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Someone will not be having their... Wait, let me redo that. Someone will be having their last Halloween tonight! Uh, Yeah, actually, one of Austin businesses uh, are actually having their last Halloween. Lucy in Disguise Uh, will be closing at the last day of the year. I forgot. Okay, I don't know that. I'm just saying last a lot. But yeah, this is uh, the final Halloween for Lucy in Disguise Uh, on South Congress. After 38 years in business, they will be closing down. And the store said they're excited to see a lot of their regulars for their final Halloween. Uh, But it's been really hard. Store manager Jerry Durham said, I think the emotional part has just been you know, working with the crew for the very last time, knowing that this is going to be their last Halloween, selling overpriced, smelly costumes. Mm, but that was the best part, finding the mothball or absolutely signing in them. No, I love Lucy in Disguise, and I say overpriced because, yeah. unfortunately, I've spent way too much money there over the years. <laughs> but they are closing. It is their final Halloween, and don't worry if you don't make it out today. Uh, they've actually been selling a lot of their stuff, so they're going to try to make some money. So if you want to get something really cool, this would be the time to go and finally do it. Uh, absolutely. I wonder if I've missed out on all the good stuff. Probably. Probably. Look, man, you missed out on all the pumpkins this year, too, because you didn't go early enough. I'm pretty sure everyone in Austin was like, all right, we got to go in there in September. I know. Right, start getting costumes. As soon so. as they announced it, yeah. uh, I'll probably still go check it out just because I, I want to see what things I can add to my man. dumb, giant bin of costumes. I, I used to love wandering, just wandering through the aisles because they were a little claustrophobic because there was so much. Yeah. And you just the, wander down. I mean, the store's not laid out like yeah. a, it's, it's, it's spooky. It's laid yeah. out like how you would think a classic uh, vintage kind of costume store is. And I mean, right there, prime location on on South Congress. Uh, The winner, by the way, of our our contest Friday that wore the killer clowns outfit and had the gun, he said uh, earlier in the year he bought his costume from Lucy in Disguise. Of course he did. Because it's one of his favorite movies. And again, this stuff's so well done. It's a lot of it's like handmade. It's not what you're going to get at the the fly-by-night shop. So. It's going to be very busy um, in the coming months. Uh, apparently, the store wasn't as busy as previous years, thanks Spirit of Halloween. Uh, but a lot of people did visit in August and September to prepare early enough, says here in the KXAN website. So you're right, oh, Spencer. Yeah, people, damn. as soon as they announced it, yeah. people went to get all the, the good crap. Uh, unfortunately, again, the store going goodbye. So make sure you go say hello to them. 
38 years. That is that's a damn long run that's, for a costume store. That's impressive. Because uh, you shoot, might, I haven't even lived that long yet, so we'll see if you if know, you if make it. Maybe there, tonight yeah. you won't be surviving Jeez. Halloween. <laughs> Did you know? Hmm. Let's find out. Hmm. Let's do some random fun facts uh, for a Halloween. Uh, I like this. I like this. I really like this. Because why? It's All Hallows' Eve. It's our favorite holiday of the year, and then it just turns into mush after this, starting to get worried about Thanksgiving and fighting with your uncle about tea party stuff, and then, oh my God, I didn't buy enough Christmas presents. But today, still exciting tonight, collecting all the candy. And did you know, speaking of candy... Did you know? A study estimated that the average American child collects between 3,500 and 7,000 calories of candy on Halloween. Tight. Calorie counting. You don't do that as a kid. No, man. You don't. I don't um, think you do it all. A 100-pound kid uh, could consume up to 7,000 calories, and they would have to walk for 44 hours or play full-contact, full-court basketball for 14 and a half hours straight just to burn those off. To help out, actually, the modern child, uh, how long would you have to watch YouTube videos or TikTok in order to burn off those calories? With a shaky leg. but the, So they're, they're, they're shaking So you're a little leg. antsy, so yeah. So there's a little yeah. exercise. Um, it, well, they had all that candy. There's going to be yeah. a little bit of a shaky yeah, yeah. leg, yeah. Uh, 7,000 calories, uh, 14,000 years is the half-life. Oh, well, that's how much my, time my kids spend on TikTok, so <laughs> You'll be it's going to really work out for them. Did you know? Trick-or-treating, it was actually inspired by a tradition called mumming from the Middle Ages. People dressed up as ghosts and demons and went door-to-door performing songs and scenes from plays in exchange for food and drinks. Wow. God. So and then basically- they did caroling in exchange for food and drinks. And they did, they did a lot of stuff in the Middle Ages trying to get food and drink. Probably because they didn't have a... A lot of food and drink for yeah. people. It's like, we don't know how to farm, but I do know how to sing. Let's go. <laughs> Improv groups have been around for a long time. <laughs> hey. And now they've found a, a way to actually make money working at all the haunted houses. Sad, sad trade. Did you know Halloween actually originated in Ireland? Customs included eating barmbrack. Yes, awesome. Traditional fruitcake, probably made out of lambs' intestines or something. (laughs) Mommy, there's no actual fruit in here, is it? (laughs) We've got potatoes in here. (laughs) Blood clots is the little fruit. (laughs) Bite into that. Mm. I mean, everything they do in Ireland is just rotting meat inside stomach intestine wrapping, right? Still good, though. Still potatoes, though. Come on. There was until they, you know, we oh, all know. Right. Yeah, that's why they moved <laughs> I'm forgetting here, my man. history. God, you know, I went to Dublin a few years ago and I had, this is going to make both of you really mad. I had the best chicken wings I've ever had in my life. The best buffalo wings uh, yeah. in Dublin. Yeah. Mm. So, sorry, but. Mind blowing, kind of. <laughs> yeah, they were incredible, though. It's soaking it in the intestines. That's well, how. Also, now that I recount it, uh, I was really drunk the entire time I was uh, there. And probably so starving. Yeah, that might have been part of it too. It. Jameson whiskey for twelve hours straight will do that to you. Did you know? Oh wait, I forgot. Other traditions include uh, bonfires and setting off fireworks. They know how to do it in Ireland. Wow. Are you Irish? Because that oh. sounds like your backyard. Yes, so yes. Compiled, actually, I, yeah, compiled, I am part Irish. They just compiled all the fun activities to do when you're drunk. Absolutely. Yeah. Stuff up, set it on fire. Typical. Uh, well, <laughs> not only am I Irish, but I'm also German. And did you know? In Germany, it's a tradition for people to hide their knives on Halloween night. The idea is to prevent returning. Or you. Uh-huh. 
I do not hide my knives. As a matter of fact, even when Matt was over with his kid, I had them everywhere. Yeah, but it also, is there anything more German than our tradition is organization? <laughs> it's like, thanks. Did you know? Americans used to celebrate the holiday by sending Halloween cards. In the early 1900s, Halloween cards uh, were about just as popular as Christmas cards. Then they found out it's all a Hallmark scam. And now Big Candy took over <gasps> Mars Corporation. Whoa. That's where we spend our money. Halloween candy, very expensive. What would you way. rather have, a bag full of candy or a... <clears throat> Paper card. Yeah, a crappy piece of paper that I have to store somewhere because I don't know why we keep those. It's called the garbage. I'm going to tell my my fiance has a big, nice wooden box with all the cards in it, and I'm just going to get a bigger one. That's just going to be a garbage can. Don't ruin a good thing just so you can get in the record book. It is that time to render a verdict upon who is today's person behaving badly, which is what we do. And this is a very special Halloween version. We all know that fame and fortune, be it on the internet or in real life, matters to a lot of people, specifically sure. when it comes to breaking records. I myself, Spencer, have attempted many uh, Guinness Book of World Records here on this show. Correct. Uh, what was the first one I tried to do that I... Was it a, like a some like a 40 Nuggets Challenge? So some Nugget Challenge. Oh, yeah, yeah. Under a minute or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I got like I th- three. I think she got like 19 or something we counted. It was it, a certain... They did it by weight, but it was a count that we were going to try to beat anyway. And I, I got six in my mouth and probably swallowed two. <laughs> well, I was trying to saw it too because yeah. you were like eating them real quick and I just, forgot about you that. You started oh. overthinking it, I think. Oh, oh. It's fun. It's it's hard. To, they're dry too. So you yeah. gotta, that's why I was trying to like dip them. But everyone's like, "Oh, you're taking too long." And I, I forgot people were also in here watching because they thought I actually had a chance. That's right. I hyped it up. Some of the promotions department came down here. All the, for failure. Yeah. Um, point being, there are people out there who try to break records, and recently a massive record-shattering pumpkin uh, was carved into the largest. Jack-o'-lantern, a 2,560-pound pumpkin grown in Minnesota, is now in the world, the Guinness Book of World Records, not once, but twice, for the world's biggest pumpkin by weight, and then the world's largest jack-o'-lantern. Here's part of the story. So this is Maverick, uh, 2,560 pounds, North America's largest ever grown outside. In Minnesota, you know, the weather goes from 40 degrees to 90 degrees, so it's always a crapshoot, but to do it this year was pretty special. And the reason why we named it Maverick, on day five, I dropped that five-gallon bucket on it, and it just came back better than ever. So now we're going to have the biggest pumpkin, and then we're going to have a Guinness World Record carved pumpkin. Wait, what? You're ruining the largest pumpkin? No! How dare you? That's going to make a lot of delicious pumpkin seeds, but I'm guessing Mm. this is mutated. This is some kind of Monsanto farm factory cheating pumpkin. How do you get a pumpkin that freaking big? It's almost Steroids! It weighs almost as much as a freaking car, dude. Did they drug test that pumpkin? I don't think so. It's big as you could fit inside that thing. It's also not orange, which makes me think that uh, the person who did this, uh, Travis Ganger of Anoka, uh, guess what, dude? Yeah, your pumpkin's massive, but uh, I'm 
going to call this not fair. You're this saying, is not the largest jack-o'-lantern. This is not the largest pumpkin because I think uh, I think this is some steroids happening I think here. It's not pure pumpkin. Yeah, we need to do, we need to piss and, and blood and pumpkin test it right now because okay. if you eat those uh, delicious baked seeds afterwards, uh, your children are going to be mutants. I this sure is a so. cheat, and this is absolutely today's person behaving badly. Not just one for growing a steroid pumpkin, uh, but for two. Cutting into this poor, beautiful beast and making it into a jack-o'-lantern, because then it rots right away. I'm worried a little bit that this might fall into the grounds of libel, because we have no idea if there's any steroid use in this pumpkin. Allegedly. So maybe we just say, that's our opinion. We have to say, allegedly, there's some steroid (laughs) uh, screwery with this pumpkin. But what actually is happening is, of course, there is a carving, and you can say that, you know. Okay, they are carving this pumpkin that is allegedly doped up to the gills. But what's the issue with the carving part, man? I think it looks kind of cool. It's going to rot and fade away, whereas instead you just have this big pumpkin you can let chill and let live. Let let it rot naturally and make other little baby giant pumpkins out of your steroid, allegedly, Monsanto, allegedly cheating pumpkin mm-hmm. farm. Okay. Uh, you know who else uh, works at this farm? No. Barry Bonds. Really? Yeah. Former baseball player, home run record holder. Uh, uh, wasn't uh, he, that guy known for abusing a little bit of... Allegedly, yeah. Oh, allegedly. He might have. Yeah, you're right. That's why all these people are today's persons behaving badly, allegedly doing a lot of steroids. So much pumpkin steroids, it's bad for you. The face. Wait. The mustache. The Boston. CJ Morgan. 101X. Bats. They're not just for Halloween anymore. Greetings, listener. It is now time for Weird or Wired. That's why they call us Bat City. Matt Bearden's here. Guess what? It's weird or wired. I know that technically speaking, this is kind of the futurist technology segment. But is analog technology acceptable? I. It's uh, as your daughter said about radio. It's cool because it's, it's vintage. vintage. And I was looking. You know, we're Bat City. We have this gigantic one of the. In fact, I think it's the largest colony of urban bats urban bats uh, in North America. That's exciting, right? I was reading about bats. They're kind of endangered. A lot of the species are. Um, In fact, 40% of all bat species are either threatened, imminent extinction, near threatened, or uh, deficient, and even, so uh-huh. even the ones in Austin, I think, are are semi endangered, like threatened or something. Yeah, because yeah. there's the co- the ri- the wild rice that grows down river. It's been too hot, and we've been in a drought, and there are bugs that the wild rice they feed off of, and then the bats eat those bugs. Right, something like that. Yeah, so. and then also they're losing habitat um, uh, pretty quickly. So I was reading about this and. Uh, do you guys have a bat house at your house? <laughs> no. No, but, but I've heard of these things. You know, I'll make a bat house. I, I, I want to make one. I think I've seen one before driving through a neighborhood. And I was like, what the hell is that? It, I, I thought about doing I was going to do a chicken coop until one of my uh, old neighbors was like, oh, dude, they get herpes. You have to take them to the vet all the time. They're constantly sick. And I was like, all right, never mind. How is that any different <laughs> than you? I know I can't afford the uh, <laughs> you can't vet. afford two vet herpes meds for two people <laughs> yeah, in your house. Exactly the uh, bat house. It looks like a it looks a lot like a birdhouse except there's no hole to get in. It's yeah. underneath. You can't really see it. There's specific ways to do it. I'm not going to try to explain to you on radio how to build a bat house. You just Google how to build a bat house or YouTube and you can find and make one. Or oh, it's going to piss my fiance off. Or <laughs> you can just buy one. That's the other thing. You can just get them online. You can have it delivered through Amazon or try to find a local dealer and put it up. 
in your house. But experts say, look, putting up a bad house is not enough. You need to know a good location to put it in. You can look that up as well. But then also, they say there are these special night-blooming flowers that give off certain aromas that the bats are really attracted to. And bats, like they'll live in the colony during the summertime. But when they leave in the wintertime, they find a place to kind of hibernate and then raise there. Are you ready? You're going to love this. What's a baby bat called? A cute? A pup. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> so they want to raise their pups somewhere. Here are a couple <laughs> things that you can grow in your backyard. Evening primrose, honeysuckle, mm. tobacco. Yes. Perfect. Night flocks, which sounds like mm. your bad high school band that never got off the ground. <laughs> and sweet rocket. Which sounds like something you say when you meet Elon also Musk. Also in high school when you're, okay. <laughs> and so they say by, by putting these and kind of gauging how your house is formed, like where are your fences, they say basically, you know, build a trail that kind of would lead, a path that would lead it into uh, the bat the, cave. Yeah. They do kill tons and tons of harmful bugs, mosquitoes, yeah. things like yes, that that yes. we don't need in our environment. As I've learned, speaking of mosquitoes, I tried to make a butterfly garden for my fiance, and uh, you know what else those kind of flowers and plants attract? Bees. Mosquitoes, mainly. Just oh. uh, Her butterfly <laughs> garden was a nightmare, <laughs> and I had to move all of the plants. But bats, yeah, they, they, they kill all the bat stuff. So this is sort of an antiquated technology, but it's new to me, and I think it's new to a lot of folks out there. I want to challenge the two of you. I think we should all build bat houses. Yeah, and then f- become vigilantes. Um, that's a different kind of bat. We'll be the bat men. <laughs> bat boys. It's like the, Again, the worst that. doo-wop band from the yeah. 1950s. The what bat men. The best horror movies based on ghost stories. Yeah, so some of our best uh, fearsome movies actually have roots in uh, either real history or fables and wives' tales and things passed down along the generations. Welcome to Clickbait Corner. Uh, This actually going to a website we both like, Den of the Geek. Oh, yeah. Let's go through some of these movies uh, based on things that actually might have happened. In 2012, starring Harry Potter, The Woman in Black. Mm. Daniel Radcliffe in the lead role. Uh, I never saw that one. character. He's pretty good uh, yeah. outside of Harry Potter, isn't he? Yeah. Tur- turns out the kid who never acted uh, learned how to act. Yeah. Um, it is based on a 1983 novel. The Woman in Black is uh, supposedly genuinely Haunting takes place in 1906. Um, That's a scary part. I know. Back in the Victorian era. uh, In London. I love those sorts of movies. In fact, this weekend I watched From Hell. I watched Van Helsing. And I watched, uh, this isn't necessarily a horror movie, but it's kind of Victorian era. I watched uh, uh, Sherlock um, with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I was all about it. I guess that wasn't a modern day one, was it? No. Uh, anyhow, uh, he goes to a remote village where a, an evil, vengeful ghost of a mother who lost her child terrorizes the locals. Uh, Burnt Offerings in 1976. Wow. It's uh, based off uh, another book, a uh, 1973 novel that came before that. Uh, Sleepy Hollow, which we all there know. We not just Not just Tim Burton's. That's a long-standing one. That's been in our, our culture. I mean, Disney made a, uh, its own, you know, Headless Horseman cartoon. That's what I was about to say is, is the Sleepy Hollow one with Johnny Depp, Christopher Walken, Christina Ricci. I love that movie. It's one of my favorite Halloween ones to, yeah. to show. Might even watch it tonight. Uh, but yeah, the, the Disney cartoon, man. That was a good one. That, that one slapped, and solid. Uh, of course, based on uh, the the long running uh, legend of the headless horseman. 
Um, I actually got to visit uh, the area, Sleepy Hollow in upstate Whoa. New York. Walk around How was that, man? Does it, it was, was kind of eerie? I mean, because you put your head in like sort of oh, the yeah, environment, yeah. I'm sure. It was in the fall, too, so it was nice. super spooky, super fun. Uh, number eight, 1961's The Innocence, huh. which comes from an 1898 novella, The Turn of the Screw. It's been cool. adapted 27 times for screen. Wow. Uh, the Innocence being the one that is uh, closest to, uh, I believe, the actual scary book. Uh, I know this one. Uh, 1973's The Legend of Hell House coming from huh. another novel earlier in that. That's not to be confused. No, that's not The Haunting of Hell House. Hill that's House. a completely no, different. Just, just plain The Hell House. Whoa. We also have number six, Ghost Story, coming out in 1981. <laughs> it's a terrifying tale of a man who is afraid to fall asleep because nightmares plague his former partner and others who scream and awake from terrible dreams. So he's trying to avoid these horrible night mm. terrors. Uh, 1973's Don't Look Now, starring Donald Sutherland. Hey, oh, yes. Donald Sutherland. Um, after the drowning of a young woman near a pond in her shiny red raincoat, we see the red raincoat appear again and again throughout the film, mirrored in the water, and so much more. Whoa. A little bit of a psychological thriller there. 1940s Rebecca, wow, which man. came off uh, came from an Alfred Hitchcock ghost romance called Rebecca, and it never shows the title character. Whoa! Uh, the Haunting in 1963. Uh, it's based off the novel you mentioned this earlier, The Haunting of yeah. Hill House, yeah, yeah. which uh, sh- by Shirley Jackson and so many other uh, movies and things came from that. Of course, The Shining, the oh, wow. Stanley yeah. Kubrick yeah. adaptation of uh, Stephen King's novel. Even though Stephen King said he uh, he did not like The Shining or he didn't get along with Kubrick, there was some weird thing with that. I, didn't I forget like it initially. Actually, I think he's okay. come around on it recently. I will double check as and, you continue. And one of the famous things about uh, Kubrick. Kubrick's The Shining is he he purposely made the layout of the Overlook Hotel not make sense to where if you took a left at a corridor, there's no way you'd be able to take a left. So he played with your spatial um, just things that will subconsciously trick your brain. Yeah. Um, so if you were to map out or do a blueprint of how the Overlook Hotel was, he purposely made it not make sense uh, cool. to help drive the the person watching yeah, it just as insane. Because there are people that follow along with like the geography of scenes and locations like that to sort of help with I don't know their orientation. That's pretty cool. Anyway, uh, going back on what I just said, no confirmation. Stephen, okay. Stephen King probably still hates it. Yeah, we half acid. it. Who cares? Uh, Ringu, which came out in nineteen. 19- 1998, uh, basically remade later in the United States as The, the Ring. Ring, the scary, creepy girl crawling out of the TV. That one, yeah, was was very freaky, and of course, uh, it's a nod to uh, urban legends, to previous uh, movies and books, and of course, uh, a little bit of a ode to the 1982 film Poltergeist, but The yeah. Ring, one of those that still freak me out, don't like watching it, oh, probably man. won't. There you uh, go. Clickbait Corner. You have the scariest movies to have been adapted from other ghost tales. Mentioned at the start of the show, what a great weekend we had. It was awesome. Uh, Friday night, live broadcast of the show at Oscar Blues. Had a big costume Halloween party contest thing. And, of course, screened Killer Clowns from Outer Space afterwards. Uh, Sunday, back at Oscar Blues for the uh, entire big Austin FC watch party. Uh, But Saturday, a lot of fun. Yeah, it was supposed to be. 
Only thing that wasn't quite as cool. What happened? It started very cool, but it wasn't cool. What? Um, Tell me. So there was a show at Buck's Backyard, which was a kick-ass lineup. Dark Bird, uh, Urban Heat. We were out there presenting it, 101X. Yeah, yeah. It was our show. Two badass bands, and then, of course, Ghostland Observatory closing. By the time the sunset, it was packed out there. And I mean, this is a giant outdoor, like, kind of, it's an open field, essentially, with a big-ass stage. Was it getting, like, a little chilly out there? It was perfect amount of chili, oh, so it was nice mm. for people wearing costumes and whatnot. Um, but I kind of, I kind of got a, I got big deed is is, is what I call it, um, the thing because I went up, I, I introduced uh, the first band, our friends, Dark Bird, watched their set, uh, went up, introduced the second band, Urban Heat, who's tight as hell, has a very like eighty synth kind of yeah. gothic sound, perfect yeah. for this Halloween vibe. And then afterwards, I had like the standard announcements I'm supposed to do. Stick around. There's an after party. Tip your bartenders. If you want to uh, if you want to meet Urban Heater Dark Bird, uh, they're over at the merch table to your right. Buy some, you know, just the very standard things. Sure. And yeah, then yeah. introduce Ghostland Observatory. Um, uh, there was about a half hour break in between the, the last band, Urban Heat and Ghostland. So I'm kind of waiting backstage on the ramp. I'm getting excited. I talk to the sound guys like, well, let us set the stage and then you can do the announcements. And by this time it's packed. So I'm a little nervous, but I'm like, oh, this will be fun going out there before this big ass crowd. Uh, I already had some like I had my stuff down, had a quick joke just to <laughs> get them laughing. But they didn't have it set to make my first round. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm, I'm just going to go do a real quick uh, intro, do my thing for uh, for Ghostland Observatory. And then they're walking up the stage. Both those dudes cool as hell. I'm walking. I'm watching them the entire time they leave. They have a little RV out there. Sure. Because, again, it's it's in the middle of it's on a creek in a giant ranch in the middle of Buda. So they had a little RV. They walk out. They're talking to everyone. They're saying what's up. Just like cool, humble, like nice guys. They come up the ramp. They say what's up to me. And then this other dude comes up, and it's the DJ afterwards, DJ Toddy B. He's been around Austin a long time. He's like, oh, man, who are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm CJ101X. I'm doing the MC. I just got to run up, say this. And he's like, oh, well, actually, I'll do that, man. I'm like, what? And they're like, I'm not going to say anything else because the band's ready to go. Like, it's time. Yeah. The crowd's waiting. They've got the lights up. They've got everything to go. I'm not going to be like, well, actually, I was brought here to do something. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. I got, so I got, I got cut in line. I got stepped on. A little bit. So he went up and did his intro. And then oh, I, man. I kind of sadly walk off stage. And CJ, then I was you like, let him cuck you. I would have. <laughs> I was. I was crowd cucked. I would have gone home. Like, I didn't have to stay another hour then if that was going to happen. Did you feel a little sad? I felt, uh, yeah, my coworkers and friends were there. I was excited. And then instead, oh. You think they were sitting in the yeah. crowd like, what? I thought CJ was supposed to do I it. I know. But instead, <laughs> Man, DJ Toddy you B. You should have fought for your right to be there, the bro. Two, Austin's 2008 best DJ and now realtor got to gotta cut in front and do the big intro in front of the full crowd and... Me, I just watched the band okay. for a couple songs and Who's sadly Who's the cooler went DJ, though? Who gets to perform every day in the afternoon and midday for almost sports? Beto. Okay, yeah, you're yeah. right. There we go. It's the CJ Morgan Show on KROX FM, Pewter Austin. 101X.